Welcome to the Impact on the Ground podcast series. I'm Tiia Sammalahti, CEO of whatimpact.com, a tech for good company with the mission to become the LinkedIn of CSR. In this podcast series, we'll dig deeper into what it takes to make an impactful change in our society. I'll give a voice to charities, social enterprises, companies, grant makers, individuals and government officials who all have one thing in common. They are keen to make a difference. We dive into practical solutions and observe the dynamics of those who have resources to give and those working with the beneficiaries on the ground. Let's start making an impact together. So, hello. Today we're going to be talking about impactful audio. And my guest here is Gavin Fenton. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you, Gavin. Nice to be sitting inside my own van. It's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks so, for having me. I've never yeah. actually sat here before. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. So we are literally sitting in a van at the moment, mm. which has been turned into a studio. Mm. It's called Audio Mango, and Gavin runs uh, this uh, business, and he can take the studio anywhere. And uh, yeah, what what got you to this idea? Well, um, anyone who knows me knows uh, I, I've always loved the problem. Uh, I used to be a DJ when I was younger, and my DJ name became Mr. Fix purely by accident because I liked problems and I liked solving problems. Back in the uh, days when I started out, it was "Can you get me on a guest list?" Uh, the tech, the turntables don't work, so I was I was always the guy that liked fixing problems. So Mr. Fix was a joke name started. That's a very long time ago. Too long to. Um, so when that got out of the way, when I kind of established the name and my love of all things audio and all things music, uh, I was doing some DJing and then I moved into management and tour management. I was having a lovely time and I'd never not around loud, beautifully made sounds and music. Always. My whole, my whole every day I was at a, a, a festival, a concert, a, a DJ set, a gig, a radio station, and I was just surrounded by well-maintained, managed, engineered sound. Then COVID hit. Then, every, like everybody, I was looking for more entertainment. You know, I'd run out of Netflix. I'd run out of uh, everything. Started to listen to a lot more podcasts. And I just couldn't believe the bad quality of the kind of audio that I was listening to. And then I realized it's because, obviously, people still want to interview their friends and their guests. But one of the guys is in Leeds. One of the guys is in London. How can you do it? So you have to use all the video conferencing apps, you know, all the ones we've all got, the Zooms, etc. And these are great, but for if you really want to dissect a conversation, you can't have delays, you can't have gaps. And it's lovely to look in people's eyes, like I'm looking into your <laughs> eyes now. You, There's something about a video call that just loses that little essence. So I got frustrated and I felt it was um, maybe not giving the listener what they quite deserved. That's why I thought of creating this podcast van. So we could take guests in a COVID-safe environment to still do a face-to-face -face interview up and down the country. We could still get that wonderful content, that wonderful intimacy of a one-on-one, -on -one, and just to, uh, to enhance what I was quite worried about that was kind of the future of uh, this very fast-expanding market of podcast. There you go. 
Yeah, this is amazing. I can even, you know, when I'm having these headphones on and stuff, you know, everything is so smooth. Um, it's totally different experience than any Zoom call, uh, you know, with the bad Wi-Fi and so on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're self-powered. You know, we have a battery here, so every, we don't. We we can plug in, so we can we can plug into May. We can plug, but we are self-powered. We don't we don't rely on Wi-Fi because we're not doing anything live. So you know, although we can do if needed, but so we are just recording this at the best quality we can. Then we can do some post-production wherever we are and it should sound lovely it should sound a little bit better than what you've kind of almost had to listen to yeah, yeah. and i guess the uh, you know um, the impact here is really that you can also do the editing mm. and and all the finishing work in the van mm. so it doesn't delay mm. any recordings to be then maybe used and and sent uh, you know further That's you right, know for yeah. any communications departments or so on so amazing mm. Today we are here talking about, uh, you know, collaborations on companies, grant makers, charities, social enterprises, individuals who want to make a difference, uh, mm. government officials. And yeah, it's all about communication, I guess. Uh, it just doesn't matter, you mm. know, even if you collaborate and stuff, but you, you have to spread the message. Mm in order to benefit the beneficiaries mm. or in order to maybe uh, create that goodwill that any funder or resource giver deserves. Mm. So uh, yeah. it would be nice to hear your view mm. on, you know, powerful communication. Mm. What does it take? Is it uh, quality sound only or where does it start from? <laughs> yeah, I wish it was as simple as only because then uh, we'd have some very poor speakers with just very good microphones um, or very good sound engineers. Um, I think the fact that people have been downloading podcasts in their millions and thousands, if you just if you were to uh, use your web server of choice and find out how the statistics of how people listen to podcasts over the last few years, it's crazy. It's the percentages are going through the roof. So people are definitely wanting to listen to content on demand more and more. They want to listen to things on demand. Um, so my advice to people would be, you have to give them what they want. You wouldn't expect to turn uh, on the TV or Netflix and some someone's made the TV show on their iPhone. You expect them to use some good cameras and some good lighting and they to, to think about what they're doing. And I think at the moment, people are in a, a strange little area of um, people want the content before they've almost learned how to create it correctly. So if I think the most important thing is obviously have a great subject and you have to be very passionate about your subject and you have to want to be able to talk about your subject you know don't worry about judgment and don't worry about fine-tuning everything it's not a tv show especially in the podcast area i'll just chat about podcasts i suppose at the first um you know people will listen to anything they say and there's a truth to that uh, but people will get engaged and you'll get fans and you'll get true listeners if you make your content interesting fascinating do some research um and really think about your content treat your listener as if you wish to be treated and that goes the same for public speaking a ted talk no matter what you're doing you have to research you have to feel passionate about what you're doing and you have to be prepared to put the listener before yourself so if you have to explain something maybe that you've heard a million times explain to it in a way that someone who doesn't know what you're talking about can understand now, these are very they sound silly things but um i listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to a lot of recordings and um you'll be amazed at how much people don't really know they they they'll turn up for an hour and they don't have a plan what they're talking about that can be a very beautiful thing 
if you're very funny very talented very creative very odd that can be the best hour recording ever but if you're doing something educational or, or at some form of announcements or something get a game plan together mm -hmm. and then speak to people who do make and record sound for a living don't go on the internet you know speak to people use their skill there's a, a thousands and thousands of um sound engineers around here at the uh, in the country that haven't worked for ages that need jobs I, I truly agree i mean uh, you have to have some kind of insight behind mm. obviously your, your message whether it's podcast or any other like you said uh, public speaking mm. you want to make an announcement and i guess it requires some kind of strategic decision behind whatever you've been doing and if we now reflect to the csr world like company social responsibility mm. and the collaborations with charities social enterprises there has to be some kind of vision that you share with these partners mm. and kind of the desire to make a difference and deliver some social value mm. and then you have a you know you can talk about these things forever mm. but if it's just a superficial you know we just gave ten thousand pounds for this because we want to get some good reputation mm. and you don't have any ideology behind it i guess the message is quite empty mm. no I, i couldn't agree more um there's nothing wrong with that throwaway entertainment um, but i think if you're talking about throwaway social issues that's a very different subject so if you want to get in the van and talk about love island and all this in, in, in this environment if you want to that's great yeah and people listen to that it's nothing wrong if you want to have a bath or you want to walk your dog and you, you want to listen to some nonsense that's great but if you are talking yeah if you're talking about charities and social if or even sports for example something that people you know feel very passionate about and that really connect to people on a much bigger level than some tv show then um, yes you have to understand what your involvement is and why because then I don't think you'll give a true conversation about it. Yeah, and I, I, I guess, yeah. you know, uh, well, it's been clear from day one that charities and social enterprises, they have grown as organizations through their mission. You know, mm. they're a passion, passionate people. They want to make certain type of difference. Mm. But I guess then the funders, whether they're grant makers or companies giving money, you know, skills, uh, product service donations, they have to kind of, can really think that why do they want to be part of it and mm. how it's linked to their you know company growth or their strategy mm. what is their company mission and mm. there should be some kind of view behind it and mm. then it, it the collaborations become very natural mm. because you are with someone that you share values with mm. and you are passionate to make a difference mm. and yeah definitely but what are other ways uh, then to use audio uh, than podcast mm. or of course you know talks Uh, but what else? Mm. How do you use these things in social media then in it, order them to be uh, efficient and powerful? Yeah, it, it's, it is crazy. Um, you know, from people watching YouTube videos with one with one picture because they're just listening to the audio uh, to a podcast, uh, to, uh, yeah, to, a, to a talk, to um, a relaxation, to some meditation. I mean, I've had all kinds of inquiries about this service, um, which I'm actually trying to work on, which, which I'm really into the idea of a, a meditation uh, podcast series where the the client wants the host wants to be going to different spiritual locations around the south of england so she actually wants we want to get as close to the sea as we can to record a podcast where we can actually kind of hear the sea in the background while she talks about it so it's a fascinating thing um i think social media is a 
brilliant way to advertise yourself so i think if you are using any audio on social media it should be done properly and there are lots of tricks to make what you do sound better on social media a lot of old-fashioned um, audio uh, technicians record producers and music haven't quite caught up with the reality that people now listen to most of their music most of their things through a an Alexa, a, a phone, a laptop, you know, you have to change the way you slightly produce music and compress music and get it to people's ears for maximum imp impact. And if you're scrolling through Instagram one day, um, you'll know if that's been done to suit a phone's environment. Oh, you'll okay. know. You'll hear it straight away. You'll hear, wow, that sounds really powerful, punchy, clear. The images are nice. They've used the right frame size of the promotion the sound is great there's lots of little kind of tricks you do um that a decent sound engineer uh, production should kind of know um and these are like i said earlier you need to get a bit of advice if you're putting your voice and your words and your and your thoughts into the world it's well worth you know investing you know and not just relying on a mate or do it for free because he wants you know used to have a worked in a recording studio it's worth paying someone a couple hundred quid who really, you know, the entertainment industry needs the money. It's worth paying someone a little bit of money so they can really help you understand to get your voice out there as clearly and as beautifully. And then that, you know, money comes and goes. That few hundred pounds will be gone. You'll forget about that within a, a few weeks. But then the the results will be tenfold, tenfold. People will start to engage with you, with you so much better. So, yeah, music, audio, spoken, jingles, look... It's very, very important now. People are bam, you know, bombarded every day with well-made stuff alongside poorly made stuff. So you don't want to be left behind. You know, you, you know, it's and these things can be done at home. These things can be done. There are ways of doing these things, but you do need to invest a bit of time and effort into yourself. It's a craft, you know. Mm -hmm. Podcasting and and audio and speaking isn't a hobby anymore. These yeah. are people's full time businesses. You know they're doing very well out of it. I guess then it's not about just using it as a like a communication tool, kind of like for advertisement or promotional mm. purposes. But you can also invent services, like uh, let's say beneficiary organizations mm. might be uh, or could be thinking innovative ways of using you know, audio to serve their clients, mm. like you were uh, referring to, let's say, relaxation, mm. like, you know, uh, kind of uh, tapes that people are listening, but even, you know, helping out kids, uh, well, like even learning languages, mm. yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it can be an education, you know, this kind of a, a mental health uh, charities yeah, yeah. could be thinking about something, inventing something where mm. people are actually in quiet environment listening to something mm. and are not bombarded by the photograph or fast moving images oh, and, and stuff like more. so there could be a much bigger mm. impact when the actual people are just focusing on the content mm. and the message rather than blinking lights or mm. or images i'm going to take every word you just said and put that on a t-shirt okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to wear that t-shirt because i couldn't agree with you more uh put the blue screen down we all use it enough all day you know you laptop tv put it down and then just listen to whatever warms your soul mm. and what and if that's a true a crime podcast so be it no judgment just whatever warms your soul uh some interesting facts i look i, I listen to a lot of uh, statistics around podcasting and um i can't remember the exact so i'm not going to pretend i remember the percentages but a huge 
huge proportion and the vast majority of people listening to podcasts regularly are educational podcasts and that's a lovely thing isn't it and they are like you just said they're and they're doing things like a coffee break french uh, where you can repeat a few little sentences in your lunch break you, know, you don't have to sit there and watch videos on tiktok you know you can just put your headphones on close your eyes and you know you're in a, a little bar in paris somewhere learning a, some some languages you know you these things can be done and this is the strength of audio it's the it is the complete opposite of the bombardment of the stylized eye candy that you're yeah. fed constantly the pretty girl the good-looking guy the shiny outfits you know you're fed it so much but you they can't feed you that when you're not looking at it so you know i agree completely and we need to talk about this t-shirt idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i also think that you know companies uh you know who anyway fund the charitable sector worth billions mm. annually here in the uk only and they are giving uh so many volunteering hours it's been said that 11 million adults mm. who are working are allocated volunteering days wow. paid by you know the companies mm. and uh you know of course people fundraise you know companies are donating grants they are giving away services mm. you know so so it would be very important even internally mm. in companies to communicate mm. about the things that they do mm. companies have hundreds or thousands of uh, employees and it's very hard to get the message across if you're sending some kind of re- press releases or intranet newsletters, yeah, it's I not agree. that everybody is listening to them or, uh, mm. sorry, reading, you know, mm. them. But if there were this kind of a like a voice mm. related messaging channels that people could actually, you know, listen to uh, some company representatives talking about why did the company do this or, or success stories, testimonials, mm. people telling stories, you know, how, how did they help let's yeah. say their community and stuff yeah. it might be very inspiring and people really pay attention oh yeah because i know mm. that a lot of companies struggle let's say with the volunteering percentages mm. people are you know they like to volunteer but they don't find the opportunities they are kind of like okay how does it go what charity should i contact obviously we at what impact help them a lot mm. i mean we have a huge service package for all this but in general you know if they were to hear this kind of stories mm. you know kind of insightful stories you know how other people experience volunteering how did they do it mm. they could even introduce their favorite charities to this kind of maybe podcast or some kind of a audio recording i think many employees could be listening to these things mm. and really kind of learning from them and then it would help mm. them to you know go further with their volunteering yeah, yeah. because they always have to take their own initi- initiative there is mm. no volunteering that is somebody else is facilitating for you mm. unless it's painting the fence mm. you know that somebody organizes you paint the fence for a day and disappear uh, and those activities are not very impactful mm. so uh, if you really want to kind of use your volunteering days for instance or company funding into something meaningful you have to get into the charities you have to get to know them you have to know what you're doing mm. in order to make an impact and mm. i think this kind of audio as a channel or, or a method to take the message further would be powerful yeah, so I even companies so. Inter- internally thinking and mm. I, i don't know do uh, companies have internal podcasts have you ever heard uh that's a that's a good question um you know I, i've worked with there's some some pretty large companies during the lockdown and internally trying to keep their staff motivated uh, yeah, dj streams from home yeah. this kind of thing um but an actual internal podcast 
I haven't come across one. Mm. Um, but I don't know. That'd that be a could nice be thing. Actually, yeah, it could be good, yeah, especially yeah. for mm. when you have like meaningful message, mm. you know, kind of that you want to inspire people. Mm. You know, I think it's worth a good conversation. Mm. Yeah, yeah? Yeah, 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 and oh. you know, peaceful environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be yeah. But mm. hey, audio mango, mm. uh, you know, is now. Setting up, and you know, uh, are you planning on setting other vans, or is this now <laughs> this one van? Or <laughs> well, so we're in a. This is, I suppose, the the flagship, the, the flagship, and the only <laughs> audio mango at the moment. So we're in a quite a nice Mercedes that we've had converted. So we, I suppose, we wanted to start, uh, yeah, start. Um, not the top sounds silly, but we wanted to take it very seriously from the start. So we thought we we'd get a nice a kind of VIP style van. Mm. Let's put some nice sound equipment in there and let's play, I suppose, to a uh, proof of concept. Mm. And then if people really buy into it uh, and we haven't even really officially launched it, we're kind of not really we're launching, a, you know, um, pretty shortly, kind of like mid-July yeah, 2021. Um, so we we um, we're playing with it technically i'm playing with a lot of things in the van this has definitely become my hobby um so i'm tweaking little things when we get to the stage of that this is running as the um the vip town city podcasting van that we anticipated then the uh, then i think my creativity is going to go a bit far i do have a couple of nice ideas i don't want to talk about too much yeah. in case someone steals <laughs> them but um I do want to make one. Uh, I do want to make one specifically for music festivals, uh, where we can interview artists and that kind of thing, and people take some reviews on festivals. So obviously, this is we're in a very kind of blacked out limousine style vehicle at the moment. That would definitely be something a bit more funky. Maybe a VW camper, and we'd have some yeah. things that open up. That'd be cool. Um, <laughs> I did have a conversation with the guy who wanted to convert an ice cream uh, truck, an ice cream van into yeah. one. He thought he thought would be quite good. I'm not against it. Uh, I do have a couple. The lovely ideas uh, for political pro po uh, oh, okay. and uh, political comment and social commentary, um, which would probably be the next step. Keep it on the city feel, but uh, yeah, you never know. I would also like to go into um, you know other areas of audio because we do produce mm. music and we do, and I think it would be great. Um, the guys that converted this bat, uh, the van, this is a uh, 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 Coachworks. Uh, South Southeastern. Let me get their name right. Southeastern Coachworks, uh, who are in Faversham, Kent. They did the conversion from the original van, and they have done a lot of fabulous van conversion. They created the Google Smart Truck, uh, Defected, which is a, a British dance music label. They created the Defected van that goes to festivals and things. They're very good at what they do, and um, I w I am thinking, wouldn't it be lovely if we had some kind of uh, podcast instruction charity vehicle that we could maybe get to schools get to places where maybe they don't have the facility of getting to these wonderful shiny big city studios and actually teach kids about audio and sound and recording and playing in a quite so for this we would probably be looking at a double decker bus yeah <laughs> yeah so that would be a very large project so yeah. you have uh you know charitable <laughs> ideas you yes know, definitely. like everybody everybody definitely. who cares about anything yes. always wants to make a difference yeah. that's in in us in us individuals mm. and yeah that's a, such a great idea uh i'm 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 hoping that some charity or social enterprise mm. picks this up because mm. you might be wanted to collaborate with mm. some who has already access to the schools yeah and then also i hope that some funders pick it up because <laughs> because be nice. yeah, yeah because it is so that you know uh kids today have to learn about these mm. you know 
medias and vehicles to take message further. Yeah. And uh, like you said, that the schools, very rare re- schools have, you know, recording studios mm. uh, and, uh, you know, uh, for to teach kids. Mm. Uh, and at least they are not available for everyone. Mm. Uh, for some kids that take those courses, but then not the, not mm. the rest. And can, so, I ju- can I just say as yeah. well, when they do have recording studios, they're, they're always very radio orientated, which is great, but it, that's a little bit old fashioned in yeah. 2021. You know, there's more than just radio. Yeah, I like say people want to, the people want radio on demand now. Yeah, you know, imagine ten years ago and someone said you'd be watching Netflix, you wouldn't be watching TV, mm. you'd be watch your show when you want to watch your show by pressing this button and you watch your show at two in the morning or three in the afternoon that concept was a little bit crazy 10 years ago and i do think in about another 10 years time radio on demand or audio on demand will be a huge market so i think kids shouldn't just be taught how to like present a radio and turn up a song they should be taught the importance of of audio uh, because i do already see a backlash for videos yeah uh, i read very happily read and say i used to be a dj and uh, still dj a bit um by a very happy red fabric which is a very famous kind of border underground club in london uh, a very large important club in the world uh, of dance music has announced that when it reopens after lockdown they will not be allowing mobile phones in the club now this has happened in berlin happened in a couple of other cool capitals around the, the world never happened in london before so this to me it makes me very excited so then people will just be listening and enjoying to the moment they have not recording to relive it again yes so if this is the start of a trend where people might be moving away from the relying on their phones the more and more importance there is between the the the, the truth and the purity of uh, learning to understand the audio world yeah, yeah. oh mm. that's so cool mm. but audio mango does mm. some charitable work already would you like to tell about it what <laughs> yeah. is your csr program and i yeah. want to say to every listener now that it doesn't matter how big or small your company is whether it's a one man and mm. a van mm. or whether it's a thousand people working mm. for your finance company everybody can make a difference I and agree. have a csr yeah, so yeah. what what are you doing for your social responsibility well, no, i and i agree com- completely you know we, we've already invested our money into this van so at the moment we are the, the only thing i'm inv- I, I am costing is you know other than a bit of diesel is time so i think everybody can afford to give away some time you know um so we've worked with uh, about two or three charities um in the in the south of england mainly and because i come from the entertainment world because i come from the music world it's obviously something that's very close to my heart and when i saw my phone book was just full of people who lost their jobs overnight there was a very weird furlough system there's a very weird um most people who work in the entertainment business from actors to djs are all self-employed uh, and definitely for the first six months of lockdown there was a huge gap of um confusion and despair amongst a, a very you know a massive industry and which led to the creation of this van so when i when the van was created i knew that I the first kind of charitable events i would be somehow connected to this world so we worked with a couple of organizations uh iStream radio which is a new little radio that's come up who are uh, now had to now they're starting streaming and creating a radio station from home had a lot of issues before lockdown like everybody they haven't been put under they're trying to get themselves together. They're a community-based radio station, and they they are giving anybody the chance to show that they can DJ online. Like anybody from your grandmother to your next-door neighbour, and this is great. And they're kind of video it from it. It's a wonderful thing. Um, 
so I like these guys and actually they helped me with a couple of other charities that they were connected to one was called a last night a DJ say my life uh, and they are raising funds for for the music industry in this country for people who've lost their jobs and people who've lost their careers and they're also raising funds for overseas uh, I believe and I, I haven't I wasn't the person who kind of set up the deal of this but I did speak to the CEO I can't remember the African country and I feel very bad about that but they were dealing with a purity water in Wales in some in a couple of African nations so they were doing a little bit at home a little bit abroad and they were doing this again via DJing via music via unity where they could get people to DJ so um yeah, we parked the van. We were on top of the South Downs, uh, and we had the the van parked up. We actually had DJs, decks, and turntables, and lights and cameras, and DJing on the uh, over the South Downs during a sunset. And we were streaming that around the world, and all, all this is a charitable thing. And it got a lot of likes, and money was raised. And the DJ produced a song, and they played the song, and then the song was sold as part of the thing. And it kind of domino, domino. So it was a lot of very small people doing little things, mm. uh, and myself included, that then dominoed and dominoed into a, l- a lot of little offshoots of charities and things. And mm. since then, I've been connected with some lovely people who want to do some, uh, yeah, they want to do more and crazy things. And I'll do, I'll do anything. I would much rather now work with young independent podcasters who need help getting their act together and on charities and communities that have got some great ideas and we can really utilize what i've got and we can really uh yeah get them you know get them heard yeah, yeah. Mm. amazing and uh, you know i want to kind of say here that uh, many times let's say when we're talking about this kind of a lot of funding from mm. companies or grant makers you know they, they might be thinking that this kind of a let's say pop culture mm. you know it's not something that is it, it has to do with charities mm. but it does mm. you know lots of arts and culture related things what is happening are actually run by charities mm. even if you go to i don't know any museums of everything is a charity mm. so uh, but it's not just the arts and culture you, you support because there are a lot of social aspects to yeah. it like like you were mentioning that actually the art helps the social and environmental yeah. issues and yeah. there is a lot of going on mm. so i encourage you yeah. know funders who have resources to really kind of learn about what these charities actually do and then kind of even if they want to kind of say that oh we want to help children actually the art charity might be helping the children mm. although their cause is art mm. you know so art itself it's not the cause it mm. is what you are doing with your art what is the difference you want to make uh, you know create with your art yeah, and yeah. i think it's important to get deeper into charity social enterprise world social value delivery world which we are now he- trying to do here with what mm. impact and then really learn about these organizations mm. like you said interesting people mm. interesting change being created and the community and the unity yeah. that comes with these collaborations is amazing yeah well i think yeah, some i do think we're in a bit of a reset mode you know i do think we are in a you know uh, the uk 2.0 3.0 whichever version we're on i lose track now and um Transparency is great, and I think um, some old-fashioned values of just believe as this is what we do aren't relevant now. So you have the the wokeness community. You have a lot of people very angry about a lot of situations, and I think yeah, full transparency. I think uh, explaining who you are in a 
to the way that now the this and the next generation will understand it's very very important because otherwise we're going to get another divide like we're having at the moment and i think there is a divide with that we had the massive technological revolution of the mid 90s and that's put a permanent div divide with the elder generation and now and that's never been gapped you know silver surface and these other words it's never been gapped it has been a divide um and i don't we don't need another divide now after after you know this version of the world now i think the gap is, and if kids don't really understand and if a 20 year old doesn't understand what a charity is and what they do and how they work and who they are and the reality of the situation then they're going to get their information from a very unreliable source mm. and then yes. they'll get some very bad information you know so again the importance of owning your own brand whether it be a charity a clothing shop whatever understanding and conveying that to people in a in a well presented professional way so you can keep that nice and clear and clarity and it will you, you know i'm sure from your experience this will gain you more loyalty and more real interest in what you're doing rather than a passing floating interest yes you know, I, I i believe that yeah i believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. definitely and mm. uh i guess you know actions are the only things that matter mm, yeah, yeah. you know people can talk their talk mm. and i guess people are very frustrated at the moment mm. if there are such lovely talks and you know uh, there are you know people saying whether it's government whether it's companies mm. presenting like high level visions but they don't then demonstrate actions mm. and that makes people angry mm. uh, and therefore i think it's uh, it's responsibility for every organization to really take action prove that they're doing transparency mm. you know they said hey we are walking to walk you mm. know and then when you communicate it efficiently like we were just discussing mm. then you know that's the best outcome yeah. for everyone that's everybody benefits yeah i, I yeah. agree completely that's the future then uh yeah if there's no uh, <laughs> if there's if there's nothing to hide then you can't find it Yeah. So if you know everything, and then I, I do think people would really uh, yeah, get behind all forms of movement. You know, you see a headline, uh, a gaslighting headline of a of an event, uh, of a march, of a uh, of a charity, of a whatever it is, it's, and you can get fixated on a you know, on the headline without really knowing the context of what you're talking about. And we're all, I, we're all guilty. However much I think I'm not, I'm sure I am. Everyone has a, a knee jerk reaction, mm -hmm. but. Um, I then hope I have the patience to at least find out, and I would love to find out from them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, st I still, <laughs> maybe naively, I still do think that people are good. I, I are. have great happiness and future with the world. I'm happy we're coming out of lockdown soon. I'm excited for the next, uh, the next few years, and I think it's. I personally think it is going to be a wonderful time, not a horrible. I don't think it's the end of the world by anywhere. I think it's going to be a wonderful time. And hopefully people are more charitable. You know, people have clapped the NHS that have never even really thought about what the NHS ever was. They just go to their doctors. So that's their thought process. But maybe now they've actually understand what the NHS is a yeah. little bit more. Let and for any company mm. nowadays, mm. I mean, if you don't really walk to walk and mm. you don't prove that you're actually doing the deeds and contributing to society, mm. they are the ones who will be losing the workforce, mm. their clients and so on. I understand. Uh, yeah. Companies are taking now the front runners, the mm. CSR, you know, their community engagement activities, investments to social value mm. at their core in order to also secure their growth yeah. as a business because the time is over yeah. for companies just to make money. I, I think health and well-being, uh, 
I, I probably couldn't have said health and well-being without having a little smirk or smile a couple of years ago. There's no smirk or smile when I say health or well-being now. I, I believe the importance of it. I've seen what's happened to friends and family. Um, I truly believe about health and well-being. And it can be many. This is just like, you know, I like food. There's a lot of food. I think health and well-being can be a million things. But I really, truly believe that. Yes, all companies are going to be to take this very seriously. Funnily enough, actually, on our way here today, I was listening to uh, listening to a great talk uh, talk show, uh, which was very fascinating. And they were actually explaining about how I believe it was either Finland or Iceland. I missed the beginning intro. Have just released the findings of uh, they uh, they did the longest study, the longest amount of people for running a four day week, and the results are fantastic. Every company was more productive every no company was in any way negative but the the most companies were either the same or financially better off what a wonderful thing yeah uh, <laughs> for a four day week. yeah so health yeah. and well-being yeah cheers to that <laughs> yeah okay thank you gavin so much for this podcast interview and all the best for audio mango and thank you we'll very much. enjoy your services as well <laughs> yeah all right okay, thank you thank you bye